Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Sex Island, I mean Love Island. Sex Land, US. It's Love Island, USA. Love Island, USA. On Peacock. Get Emph- it? Emphasis on the cock. Get it? <laughs> What'd you think? I feel it's necessary to peel back the curtain a little bit, which is that we tried to record this episode last week, um, but got interrupted halfway through when we found out that you had shit to do. Right. And then I walked into today thinking it would be nice if we could just like start from there and make it a little awkward, but we get in the swing of it. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. But then it turns out that we didn't save the recording from last week. So Even now, though. Yep. Both of us remember you doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might, I'm, I might search for, search my computer for something, but I even went to like most recent projects in Audacity. It's the bear. Yeah. I, I believe you. Um, so we get to enter the awkward space. Like as it stands already, there's a lot of anytime we talk about something, I think we talked about this in the podcast or is it just something you and I goofed about. Um, but now we get to, see how bad my memory is because we literally just talked about this a week ago and i'm still gonna have that same thought every fucking time did you remember me making the love island i mean sex island joke last week no genuinely no even more funny last week this is what's gonna happen is i'm gonna be like doing the jokes like i remember some jokes from last week that i felt like i did a really good job on i'm gonna try to do them again that's the difference between you and me you come in i think with at least occasionally with jokes prepared or ideas of jokes prepared i come in completely blank the only thing that i remember from last week and (laughs) it hit me fresh again this week when i opened up my notes was uh it wasn't even a joke it was just the funniest thing from this episode which wasn't even from the show it was from the preview of the show before it and it was just someone very genuinely saying to someone else, you got to stop calling people bitches. <laughs> and it's still like my second or third favorite thing I've ever seen on Peacock. <laughs> Behind Saved by the Bell and Girls Five, obviously, but like right. that one yeah. bit. I never want to watch that show. I think it might even be a streaming exclusive. We're not watching that show because I don't want to sully the memory of you got to stop calling people bitches. <laughs> And it's good advice, too. Right. Like, you shouldn't it's, be calling people bitches. Right. And it's just, I, I want I, I want to live in the wonder of wondering <laughs> how often somebody on a reality show had to call someone a bitch that someone else had to sit down. Like, it was sit down on, the, like, their bed and, like, getting really genuine and having, I, I, and it wasn't even a producer saying it. It was one of the other people on the show that was like, this is too much. You're saying bitch too much. You know who should, the only person should be allowed to use that word is that monster from Rick and Morty with the scissor hands. <laughs> yes, the the Freddy Krueger parody. Yeah, bitch. Yep. All right. So, do you want to tell everybody what this was about? It 
is shitty F Boy Island. And even as I'm saying that, I'm pretty sure I said that last time too. That's all it is. It's shitty F Boy Island. So what makes F Boy Island good in this bed? I do remember you having that conversation as well. Well, we need to talk about it. I know. I'm just giving you more work to do for you to cut out all of these references to the fact that we said this already. This is your intervention. (laughs) What made F Boy Island good in this bed? My, this is my, how your behavior is affecting me. Go on. I'm confused about what makes F Boy Island good in this bed. Are you genuinely confused? Because I remember talking last week and you were just as disappointed, or not disappointed, but like not at all interested in this show. Whereas me retelling shit about F Boy Island seemed like it was a genuine delight last year. Maybe I'm just misremembering that altogether. Maybe you hated it then, too. Now that I think about it, I I am remembering me telling you this and you just sternly looking me in the face and shaking your head back and forth. Yeah. Like, at least once a week, I'd be, like, getting ready for bed and Shade'd be like, what's the matter, honey? And be like, fucking Eric with that F-Boy Island shit again. If it makes you feel any better, last uh, year, I think we spread out the updates over five or six weeks. Uh, this year it's probably going to be two weeks because I've watched the first six episodes now. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. and the final three, I think come out next, uh, this Friday. So next week I'll have everything ready to go. But you can get started this week. Oh yeah. Like I'm a hundred percent giving an update on what's happening at F-Boy Island. Uh, beca- okay. Because it got buck wild immediately. All right. So anyway, Love Island. Love uh, Island was bad. It in shows like it are a poison on society, and I'm not going to watch any more of it. Agreed. All right. Let's talk about it, Boy Island. <laughs> Hold on. Just looking through my notes for Love Island to make sure there was nothing, like, really cool. Oh, we had we had some good bits. We were talking about, like, the opening bit before the show. Like, where, where they, she pretended like she was in the wrong house. And I had plans of writing a second episode, but we were just like wrote another skit for her. We might have even gotten gotten started on it. I don't remember. I don't think so. That doesn't sound familiar. I don't think so either. Because what I'm going to next during that that writing is I don't want her to be in a haunted house or her to be Jigsaw. I want there to be those two places seem like it'd be very easy for us to take it. We need to do something original with this. I think where we should take it is that she has very early onset like dementia and she's just going back to that same house over and over again. Every episode, she ends up at that house and goes, ah, shit, the wrong house again. And then that guy creepily leers at her and the wife like gets real mad at the, at the husband. And it, we just relive that over and over I again. I like that. By episode 10, they're just like. Uh, have breakfast ready for her. Yeah, yeah. She, she's just a member of the family now. <laughs> and there isn't an episode of Love Island. It just follows her with this couple. They're like, how did your, uh, how'd your GREs go? <laughs> Wait, is it GR? What am I thinking of? What's, what, I don't, what's the uh, graduate school? GREs. Yeah, so it'd just be like, how did your GREs go? And then she's like, how did you know I was taking the GREs? <laughs> No, I'm I've thinking if she's you people before in my life. <laughs> yes. The other thing that I think we need to pull forward and then we can dump this show forever is the whole premise of this show was that it's a bunch of guys and girls wanting to fuck, but really pretending saying, like they're trying to, f- yeah, saying trying to find love. And the start of the show is the five women all standing in a line and playing Yankee squap. But the joke that we, 
came up with was skanky swap. Yeah. And that's, it's perfect. Yeah, right. Because let us be clear on the game they were playing. It was Yankee swap, but the gifts were the women. Yes. And then the, the, the women had a little bit of power in that, in that they got to step forward and say, I'm interested. But then all of that power was taken away when the men got to pick women that weren't interested in them as well. In them as well. Yeah. And no conversation. It wasn't the dating game. They didn't get to like ask three questions or anything. It was Nothing. like purely a snap decision on which one of these women you want to fall in love, read. Fuck. Purely based on attraction and for one person, eye contact. Because she just kept saying they didn't give me eye contact. Yeah. Um, After I watched that episode, I went downtown and just like bar hopped just like this the whole time to women. Like, is that why I had to bail you out of jail last weekend? (laughs) The other thing that I I do feel like I need to call attention to is that the women, even if a guy had already paired up with them, could still stand forward and be like, oh, I'm interested in this new guy as well. And multiple guys could pick the same girl. Which, to me, was the only part about this that was even remotely like, ooh, this could stir up some drama. Nobody did that. Yeah. they also th- th- That's how shitty the show is. They had something that just edged on the – like, bordered on the edge of this could be interesting or at least vaguely entertaining. And everybody ignored it and just kind of did their own thing. Yeah, because each guy picked a woman who hadn't been picked yet. And I wanted to see what would have happened. It was skanky swap from what I could tell. I'd like to see a, I'm sure that there's a dating show like this, where the people aren't shitheads. Just like Love Island, people that are that attractive still, even, Mm -hmm. but they're just not total shitheads. I think, I don't know anything about the, this is Love Island USA, but this is based off of a British Love Island. Based on what we know about British reality shows. That might be the British version. You know what I mean? There's just a lot lot less of that skanky and shittiness in British reality shows, competitions, all that sort of shit. Well, we watched – we just watched one that was British and they were pieces of shit. I'm not saying that it's absent. I'm just saying that it's it's typically a lot less. So there's a possibility that Love Island UK is not awful. I think it's most likely awful. But there's a possibility. I don't have anything else for Love Island USA. Let me look through my notes. I've got like little stuff like when there were just the two women in in the house and they found the bottle of champagne champagne and they popped it and then they both screamed like party girl screams when it popped, even though it was just the two of them opening a bottle of champagne. Mm -hmm. Shay and I drink. Well, we don't drink champagne, but every once in a while we'll buy like a bottle of Prosecco. Uh, Next time we open one, I'm just going to go, ah! What it puffs. Make sure Shay's in the room because otherwise she's going to assume you've cut yourself somehow. Yeah, or popped the cork into my eyeball or something. Yeah, yes. Pulled, what was that? Lillian Marshall? It, did that happen in that show? Yeah, I think when he, like in the first few episodes when he proposed and they popped the champagne open and it hit her in the head and then they had to drive her to the hospital. I don't remember that at all. Oh. Let's see here. Uh, I wrote them all down. Oh, okay. At the beginning, they were introducing everybody, and they were, like, all dancing around with, like, light-up, like, fluorescent, like, um, art and stuff, which was really weird. They'd cut to them, and then after they get introduced, they'd rip off the clothes they were wearing to show, like, the scantily 
clad clothes that they were wearing, <laughs> that they were wearing underneath. But uh, the first set of clothes was already like a bikini. It was just <laughs> like, so they were ripping. Up. I would have like, loved if one of them had ripped off the bikinis and had a suit underneath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess a bikini is a little extreme. It'd be like a woman would be wearing like tiny, tiny shorts and a tank top and she t- takes them off to reveal the bikini, that type of thing. And just be like, oh, all right. You're revealing 5% more skin. <laughs> yep. And I wrote them all down. They're all awful. Deb's awful. Timmy's awful. Yep. Tim- Timmy's the one that got all uh, defensive uh, when he was talking to himself about himself. I wrote down Serengeti, but I think that was my autocorrect. It was Serenity. Serenity. Yep. Zeta. Zeta cracked me up because she was talking about all the uh, different types of people that she's dated. And she said, I've dated a black guy, a white, Asian, Israeli. And that seemed yeah. really specific. Yeah. <laughs> she meant uh, she dated a Jewish fella. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> uh, uh, um, I don't think she's really British. I think she did the thing that you do, like when you go to camp, or it's like your first day of college, and you try to like affect like a new personality. She decided she was just going to do a British accent for the show, and this is why I think that when she said the letter Z, she said Z instead of Z instead of Z. Is it at all possible? That every one of these people is doing that same thing. And she's the only one that's not British and everybody else is, but they're doing their best American accents. <laughs> and, and some of them are nailing it. Like that guy from Minnesota, like nailed the hoop. Yeah. Oh, also voting app. We're going to both download the app and we're going to vote on the show. Kathy just sent me a text out of nowhere. She's in the Black Hills right now with her sister and nieces. She texted me, do I want any weird whiskey from the Deadwood Distilling Company? To which I responded, what makes it weird? Why didn't you respond yes? I need to know what makes it weird because I suspect she's going to end up having to spend more than I'm comfortable spending on a novelty bottle of whiskey. Unless it's just genuinely like whiskey. You got you to gotta live more adventurously, man. You should just say yes. I have significantly more student loans than the average person and i can't afford to do that on a day in day out basis well okay do you know about yes man Mm -hmm. do you know about the secret i don't think it does work out that way i tried just saying yes to all that stuff and that's how i ended up with a lot of student loan debt (laughs) because you took like that third sculpture course yes that third sculpture course, it just really bankrupted me. I thought, I'm really going to nail that. I'm going to nail, nail the fundamentals. I don't know why I need to take the fundamentals of vase making three times in a row, but I'm going to nail it. It's because of your uh, fingers and hands. I'm not getting the joke that you're clearly making. I'm not making a joke. You're just saying. Yeah. The reason you have trouble making a vase is because of your fingers and hands. So I should start making it with my face? So it can be a face vase? Is that what you're saying, <laughs> yeah, Michael? face vase. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take it back. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
you saying that just like pull back the curtain even further, which I'm not sure we've said this episode is going to be bad on the podcast yet. But yeah, before the episode, we both said, this isn't going to be a great one. Also, listener, uh, moving forward, just assume like an implied one of us at least has said this is going to be a bad episode before we start recording. And then if it actually is a bad episode, one or both of us have said, this might actually be a good episode of the podcast. Because every time I've thought that, it's turned out to be shitty. And then most of the times I've thought, this is going to be terrible. You've come back and said, actually, it turned out pretty good. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times like we stopped recording and I, I thought it was going to be shit. And then I've gone back and listened through and edited and been like, oh, it turned out good. I also think that there's a distinct person, uh, distinct possibility that yours and my like, sense of humors overlap a, a fairly significant amount. But th- there are edges of that that... I don't find like I don't think are funny. This podcast being one of them. <laughs> um, so when you say that it's good, I think well, it's nice that Michael liked it. Maybe one other person will like it. It'll be cool. <laughs> All right, F Boy Island update, episode one, minute one, second one, go. So we we've got to go back to season one. <laughs> You know what? It is important to know where you're coming from if you want to know where you're going. So let's go back to season one. So the premise of this show uh, is there are three women uh, and they are picking from amongst 30 men, half of which are F-boys, self-proclaimed F-boys, which is short for fuckboys. And these are just basically he horse they're just dudes that are all about fucking and and nothing else um and then 15 self-proclaimed nice guys and i say self-proclaimed because 95 percent of them are really awful shitty people themselves just in a completely different way the idea is that the women needed to pick a nice guy because that's what they were here for and if they did they would win a hundred thousand dollars what was revealed three quarters of the way through is that if an F-boy, sorry, three quarters of the way through that first season, <coughs> they revealed the status of everyone on the show. Like, the, everybody, you know, who's an F-boy, who's who's a nice guy, that sort of thing, which made it a little weird. Um, but then they also entered the twist, which is if a woman picks an F-boy, he gets to decide what happens to that money. They can either split it or he can take it all and say, fuck off. And if she picks a nice guy, then... I think she splits the money with him. I I don't I don't remember because it wasn't pertinent. What was pertinent was that there was only one F boy last year at the finale. So a nice guy got picked, an F boy got picked, and he chose to split the money with the girl, so he was reformed. And another F boy got picked, and he said, "Nah, I'm taking the money. Fuck off." Which was really unfortunate because the woman that picked him was the only one in the show that wasn't an F girl herself. And then the twist got added, which was, yeah, you know what, Garrett? Because that was his name and that becomes important in season two, I promise you. Um, You know what, Garrett? Fuck you. You don't get to keep the money. That $100,000 is going to a charity of her choice. And he just had to walk away like a douchebag with nothing. Enter season two. Now they've said there isn't a twist this year. The F boys, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. But this is episode one, so we've got to say there isn't a twist. If the F boy 
wins, he truly gets to keep the money if he chooses to keep the money. I swear if at the end they're like, just kidding, it's the same as last year. Here's here's where I think that that is a distinct fucking possibility. And I've gone ahead and called – well, it's less so now after like episode six or so. But I've called my shot, which is they are going to do that to one specific dude because, spoiler alert, some of the dudes from last season have showed back up on the island. So three dudes in particular. If they needed guys, I would have done this and like said that I was a nice guy but been really been a fuckboy. They didn't need – Th- that wasn't the point of this. The point was that they introduced the guy that got kicked off ep- literally episode once. We talked about this guy. His name was Peter and ended up going to, do you remember, Limbro? Yeah, I remember Limbro. Um, and he spent the whole time there, quote unquote, being reformed by Nikki. Like they, they would do all sorts of like fake ass therapy sessions where she would just make fun of him. And that was about it. He's come back episode two or no, not episode two. He's He's just in it. Episode one of season two. Saying he is now a reformed nice guy. One of the women on the show has a crush on him from last season, which should tell you all you need to know. All she got to see of him last season was that he was clearly a fuckboy, such a bad fuckboy that they kicked him off immediately, went to Limbro, where he got half-hearted rehabilitation, and she's obsessed with the guy. And spoiler alert, hook, line, and sinker, she gravitates right towards him and has kept him in her wheelhouse the entire six episodes that he's been on the show thus far. Is he exhibiting any F-boy behavior? Uh, no, he keeps saying he's a nice guy. Okay. At the end of episode six. What if he's lying to us, but the producers really know? Episode six, which we ha- I have now watched. They have gone and done the same thing they did last season. And everybody's revealed their status. He has said he's a nice guy. Right. What I'm saying is that it kind of defeats the point of revealing what you are at that point, which I still think is a weird design choice to that show, to just be lying even then, too. You've lied for six episodes. Why do you get to keep lying at that point? Well, you would have had to tell the producers. Correct. Correct. But last season, somebody did try to say they were a nice guy when the reveal happened. And the producers were like, no, nope. You don't get to do that. We have all sorts of footage. And then they, of course, show it on screen showing that you are saying that you are a fuckboy. And the guy tried to pass it off like, well, no, but like I'm ref- I came here as a fuckboy, but I'm like I've reformed already. Like I'm just in love with this woman or whatever. And they said, no, nope. And th- he got kicked off that same episode. OK, so as far as episode or season one's concerned, that wasn't a possibility. So I have no reason to think it's a possibility in season two other than. There's, there's got to be a twist. I just don't know what it is yet. Because every idea I've had has gotten shot down. Same twist. Last season, do you remember me talking about there was a guy that got... There was an episode last season where every episode to that point, the girls would pick two guys that were up for elimination, and then they would pick one of those two to get sent home. One of the women who was the worst of the fuck girls, like she was just a despicable human being, in my opinion, had picked two guys, one of which she had no interest in, and the other was somebody that she had a genuine connection with and seemed like she was trying to build a relationship with, but she wanted to, quote-unquote, like, teach him a lesson, so put him in the bottom two. And then the twist of that episode was Nikki said, yeah, you guys don't get to pick. All six of these guys are going home. And so she freaked out. That guy ended up leaving, having to go to Limbro. 
midway through the rest of that season, he escaped Limbro and ended up just back on the show and they let him do that. Like he just left Limbro and came back and she ended up picking him at the end. He was the fuck boy that was reformed and chose to split the money with her. So this guy, his name was Casey, you know, reformed as a fuck boy. He has come back in season two because that relationship shockingly didn't work out. Still as a reform, reformed fuckboy. In season one, he had a, a loving uh, bro relationship with a guy named Garrett, who I'm sure you recognize as the douchebag that chose to take the money at the end of season one, but ended up getting told, nah, you don't get to keep any of this money. That guy has also showed up, and but he got put immediately into Limbro. Garrett? Garrett showed up. Episode one, they were bringing some, like, two guys into Limbro or whatever, and they had a full-on, like, him in a hood and pulling back the hood. <laughs> Showing that Garrett, Garrett is back in town. And then he howled like a wolf. And the, produce, the producers and, like, directors and editors of the show are fucking fantastic. Because the next thing they edited in was just a shot of Casey, who's his just, like, bro-lationship dude. Looking off in the distance excitedly, like he heard him howl, even though it was on the other side of the island. Wow. Yeah, it was great. So, how far into episode one are we right now? I have jumped in between episodes uh, multiple times over the course of this description, because Casey coming back was midway into, like, episode two or three. I can't remember. Peter being back was episode one, and so was Garrett. But... My idea was that Garrett was going to be offered an opportunity to join up, but he showed up. He just left Limbro and decided to come into the house so that he could come talk to his boy, Casey, and also to just stir up shit, which is literally all he did. He just came in the house, started talking about what a two-faced bitch Peter was, even though he knew the guy all of 30 seconds because he got kicked off in episode one of season one and just was trying to stir up shit. And then he went back to Limbro. I don't know what the point of that was. My thought was that he was going to be a plant and was just placed there by the producers to eventually come out and say, oh, by the way, these guys all said X, Y, or Z as a reveal. One of my favorite parts of season one, and we joked a lot about it when we watched episode one, was everybody's job titles. Like, it'll say, you know, Eric, shitty podcast host, you know, 38 or whatever. They seem to have just it, it seems to be a, a freeform field because these are some of the jobs that people have like put as their descriptions for the show there's one who is a martial arts master like that's his job like chuck norris like chuck norris there's another one whose job was aspirant zoologist couldn't even say he was a zoologist just somebody who wanted to be a zoologist but never will be. But never will because be. Because college. Right. Um, there was one who was very specific, who is homeschooled concert pianist. Okay. I'm not sure what part of that is, is like your profession or how that defines you. He has made no mention. He's been in a couple different episodes. He, I think he eventually got kicked off. Never showed any pian like piano skills. Never mentioned that he was homeschooled. It has never come into play, but he felt it necessary to put that he was homeschooled and a concert pianist. I think possibly so he could just make a penis joke later, but he never got a chance to. 
missed opportunities. 12-inch pianist? Right, like something. There's one guy who, when he gets a one-on-one situation with a woman in episode one, the girl asks him, like, so when's the last time you've been in a relationship? Which is a normal question to ask on a first date sort of thing. And his response was, I've never been in a relationship, just in situationships. My God. <laughs> that guy was gone by episode two. Situationship? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. At the end of episode one, there was a guy who I don't think was going to get sent home just before they even got a chance to like pick people to come up for the final two. Just said, I'm going to save y'all some trouble. I'm out of here. And he just, just fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> Did he go to Limbro? Uh, no, he was a nice guy. The one thing I did appreciate this season is that they didn't do what they did in the first season, which was all the nice guys in season one went to what they called the nice guy grotto. And we spent a good part of every episode checking in on those guys. And they were always doing something extremely homoerotic. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going to be like the reading books. Yes, but... Mostly naked, like all sitting around reading books, mostly naked. It that I'm, and that's just one of a very real example. There's one of them mostly naked, just making dinner for each other and feeding each other strawberries and shit. I'm not, I don't think I'm being judgmental when I say it was intentionally very homoerotic. Eric, you got a body like that? I get, I guess, but there's no women around to flaunt that to. He <laughs> worked so hard on that body, you got to flaunt it somehow. That's fair. I always found that that part of season one to be just kind of annoying. It took away from the awfulness of the F-boys that we were watching. Um, They've mostly done away with that in season two. I had actually just commented on it uh, to Kathy while we were watching. And then literally the next scene was them checking in on all the all the nice guys. And they were all busy doing, I kid you not, broga, which is just like a bro version of yoga. Oh, no, I got it. I just for like some of our dumber listeners out there. Garrett was back in Limbro. He pulled back. That's right. He pulled back the hood and said, Daddy's home. And it was just gross. It was gross. He was a gross human being in season one. Honestly, the whole, like, the last two or three episodes where it was just down to him and a couple other guys in this woman's kind of harem, for lack of a better word, were just awful because it was a train wreck that you were watching. She was really naive, really nice, and just couldn't see. This, that's Garrett was the guy in season one that they found out literally actively had a girlfriend when he came on this show. Oh, yeah. Um, and they went and fucking Skyped his girlfriend with him in the room. And she said very awkwardly and not at all convincingly. Yeah, no, we, we broke up. It was just awful. And she still kept him. I thought he was gone that episode. She still kept him on and picked him till the end. And to the surprise of no one said, I'm taking the money. Garrett's gross. Right. At one point during uh, episode four, all the women were going on like every episode. They they pick a guy to go on a date with. And for the most part, they're picking the same guys. But you can tell that the producers are trying to steer them to at least take a look at some of these other guys um, because they're picking some guys that have made zero impression. I lost track of the number of times both me and Kathy said, wait, who? When. All of a sudden, somebody would say, oh, yeah, we're going to I want to go on a date with you, Jonathan. And we had never seen or heard of this guy before to this point that it is natural to happen in a show with 30 guys in episode one or two. But by the time we're in episode five or six and we've cut it down to like 15, 
I should know who most of these fuckers are, and I still don't. They're just that uh, making that little of an impression. So little, in fact, that one of the dates that the girls took a guy on literally showed them starting to go to a date, and then it went to a black screen, and it just said, we were going to show you their date, but it was incredibly boring. Anyway, here are some abs, and then it was just a bunch of guys, like, washing themselves sexily. It was just... It was just awful. Uh, today, uh, fortuitously, I was uh, watching so Conan O'Brien's podcast. He had Nikki Glaser on, and they were talking about the show. And she made mention of the fact that they ended up cutting four guys midway through the show, which doesn't surprise me, at least two of which because they were just so boring and couldn't be bothered to be interesting that the producers were like, just get him out of here. It, it, there's no point. And two of which were very clearly F boys kept escaping the whole like compound that they have there to go party it up in Cabo, which is where they were just kept leaving despite repeated warnings. Like, no dude, like we're going to send you home. You're not even going to get a chance to like fuck around on Limbro. You're, you're going to be sent home. And they just kept fucking around and they said, all right, fucking get out of here. Wow. Right. Um, I saw that Nikki Glaser was on that podcast. I haven't listened to it. I just discovered that they have been putting uh, highlights or like clips uh, on YouTube. And so that's what I've been watching oh. from time to time and just watch little snippets that are kind of funny. And this this one was like 10, 11 minutes of them talking about FY Island. And it was delightful. Nice. So, yeah, after you're done listening to me talk about FY Island, go listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast. With Nikki Glaser, where they talk more about FY Island. Yeah, and then maybe tell a friend to listen to Conan O'Brien's podcast. And while you're there, leave it a rating or a review. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Everything. I, I've, I've got lots of notes. That's right. Episode six. So this latest episode when they. Hold on one second. Eric's punching a secret code into his phone. Like some sort of symbol and weird colors popped up and I just don't recognize what those symbols are. Eric, are you an alien? Episode 6, when they reveal the, like, if F-boy or nice guy, that sort of thing, or whatever, one of the women at this point, because at this point, everybody's kind of divided off into, oh, I'm mostly interested in these guys and they're interested in me. And even though that's not the point of the show, it, it ends up just kind of naturally splitting out that way. One of the women literally only has F-boys left. That's it. So I suspect, we'll see, um, hopefully this weekend, I suspect that's where there's a possibility Garrett comes back in as a nice guy, but he's not a fucking nice guy. Ooh. But he's like reformed, you know? He's been to uh, Limbro. Right. They, they really lean on the bro- puns uh this season like even harder they had a joke like music festival that they called brochella like it was it's it's been uh very bad but very entertaining thank you for sharing you're welcome i look forward to hearing about the rest of the series yeah i might just say, for the sake of uh my ability to watch it without having to slow down and take a bunch of notes i might just Go ahead, and if they don't finish the season this week, I'll save it until the next. Okay. And then update the final four. All right. 
I, I still, we, we talked about a little last week. We talked about a little bit this week. I, I don't know what it is about FBoy Island. I think it's Nikki Glazer. I think it's somebody there to make the same jokes and to point out to these people like, hey, you're being kind of a douchebag in a joking way that makes that show feel more sincere. And that was one of the things that Nikki talked about because Conan or somebody on the podcast joked that, well, this is all fake anyway. And she said, no, like, that's the thing. When we are working, she's one of the producers on the show. She's like, we are working really hard to keep them all corralled. And one of the things that I found now over the last two seasons is I I don't think that like finding love in this situation over the course of two weeks is fake. A lot of these people are being very fucking genuine. And when you put them in this pressure cooker of you don't have your friends, you don't have your family, you uh, don't have a phone, you are having producers constantly asking like, oh, so uh, – so-and-so really it seems to like have taken a shine to you like what do you think about that it it just literally naturally these producers are fucking gross and they're just like twisting people's thoughts and feelings to make them do stupid shit typically with alcohol but often with just the fucking structure of the show itself so it maybe isn't the people that are awful it's the producers and then also maybe a little bit me for watching these shows all right or a lot of it me who knows intervention concluded I'm still going to keep watching, though. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Okay, I'm not going to rehab. (laughs) I saw the van out front. I'm not going. You can't make me. I have a job. I can't leave it. Eric, we've talked to your boss. They've agreed to give you two weeks leave from work. Your job will be waiting for you when you get back. No, I'm not going. (laughs) All right, you want to wrap it up? Thanks for listening to the Episode 1 podcast with Michael and Eric. Uh, you should check out our website. It's episode one podcast.com or follow us on Twitter. It's at podcast episode one. That's the numeral one. Uh, if you like the show, leave a rating or review on your podcaster of choice, probably just Apple podcast though, since that's the only one that seems to matter. Uh, last but not least, big thanks to Bosdi for the use of our theme song.